0: You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Lindsey Graham had a good appearance on Meet the Press. Listen to Lindsey Graham defending President Trump. I think he's effective.
1: I do want to get your reaction to something that former President Trump said overnight. He was in New Hampshire. He was talking about the need to keep immigrants out of this country. Here's what he said. I'll get your response.
2: They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and Prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world, they're coming into our country from Africa, from
1: Asia, all over the world. The Biden campaign has accused former President Trump of, quote, parroting Adolf Hitler. What is your reaction? Are the president's comments representative of how you and other Republicans feel?
3: 76%
1: of the American
3: people, not Donald Trump, believe the border is broken, they're worried about fentanyl coming over, and killing their but kids. But what about his
1: language, Senator? Well, Just that language—that yeah. poisoning the blood. Yeah, you no,
3: know, I'm worried about an outcome. He is right. to want. He had the border secured the lowest in 40 years in December of 2020. To the Biden administration, you're talking about Donald Trump's language. As you said on the sidelines and allowed the country to be invaded, 172 people on the terrorist watch list have come on your watch. Fentanyl is killing Senator, more Americans Senator, than any time in history. just on the
1: language, just on the language, though, I want to get your response. You have endorsed former President Trump. Are yes. you comfortable with him using words like that? You know... We're
3: talking about language. I could care less what language people use as long as we get it right. I believe in legal immigration. I have no animosity toward people trying to come to our country. I have animosity against terrorists and against drug dealers. But I understand why people want to come to America. But we have... Chaos, and we need to create order. If you think you're going to win the debate on illegal immigration by picking a line out of the Trump speech, most Americans understand the game has to change, that we're under threat that we're gonna get attacked, that our border has completely been obliterated. So if you're talking about the language Trump uses rather than trying to fix it, that's a losing strategy for the Biden administration.
1: Do you think he would appeal to more people though if he chose different words on that argument? You
3: know, I think the president has a way of talking. Sometimes I disagree with, but he actually delivered on the border. People are looking for results. If the only thing you want to talk about on immigration is the way Donald Trump talks, you're missing a lot. Uh,
1: Just finally, is it the position of the Republican Party that African and Asian immigrants are poisoning the blood of the people in this country? No, it's
3: the position of the Republican Party that we've lost control of the border, that terrorists are coming, that there's never been a higher threat to the United States from a terrorist attack from a broken border. But immigrants, uh, people coming to America, we are... Many people coming to be one. We've lost control of our border. There are people coming here who are selling drugs. There are people coming here raping and murder. And there are people coming here trying to have a better life. The terrorists are coming here to kill us. After October the 7th, how easy is it to get into our country through a broken border and kill a bunch of us? To my Democratic colleagues, you're not going to get away with keeping this border broken. If you can't commit securing our border we're not going to have a deal
0: you know he um he's exactly right and you know what folks no one wants to be lectured to it's almost as if their entire strategy is to lecture people on what should be important I I
3: think, let's
0: hear uh, more of lindsey
3: graham year, i've been talking to the people at the table um The White House got engaged five days ago. They sent over a supplemental with border security provisions that did nothing to change policy. We've been talking to them since September. Five days ago, they finally said at this table, Senator Lankford's doing a good job. Uh, The bottom line here is uh, we feel like we're being jammed. We're not anywhere close to a deal. It'll go into next year. And let me tell you why it's important to get a good border security deal. What Congressman Castro said was pretty offensive. According to the FBI director last week, he's never seen more more threats to the homeland than he does today. Wherever he looks, he sees blinking lights. The border has been obliterated since January 21 till now. Uh, We've had 6 million people come to date. There are 3.6 million on schedule to come this year Along The policy choices of the Biden administration has made the border a dangerous place to come to. America is under threat, according to the FBI director. Since October the 7th, uh, jihadist groups want to attack us because we're helping Israel. I've never been more worried about a 9-11 than I am right now, and our border has been obliterated. And we're not going to give in on some uh, Band-Aid fix.
0: You know, what I want to say about Lindsey Graham <clears throat> is I I hope people understand. Look at the situation that we just went through. In with the bridge closing, and where the Democrat Party, what they want to like, if you were sitting in that traffic, did you care uh, the tone the person was using if they were going to solve the problem for you? Did they, did you, would you care if who it was that was going to, all you care about is who is the person that's going to help you? And I think that's going to be a big part of next year, where the Democrat Party to me is lost is they're stuck in thinking that all of these people listen to President Trump and they're offended at that. And that's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a lot of people who are recognizing the direction the country is going and they want someone who's going to fix it. Not so much just it is not, you know, they care about the tone that's being used, the words... He is, um, I I think Lindsey Graham is exactly right. And I think that's also really going to play into President Trump's favor. You know, people used to say, do do people really care about mean tweets? As long as the economy is good, they feel someone's looking out for them, someone's protecting them. Then I think that is what's going to carry the day. Not all this nonsense about democracy on the ballot or to do hear what he said and blah, blah, blah. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area. Always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out, a delicious meal is waiting for you. At the Coecid Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. Always a good time. At the Coecid Inn. 226 Coecid Avenue in West Warwick. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. Is Nikki Haley going to have a moment in New Hampshire? I don't know. She did an extensive interview on ABC with Jonathan Carl, And... I'm not sure. Let's listen to New some Hampshire of it. ...to sit
4: down with Haley and Sununu as they team up to try to catch the runner. As you'll hear, Haley is trying to walk a fine line, taking on Trump, but not alienating his supporters. At times, attacking the former president, at other times, praising him, sometimes in the same sentence. Governor Haley, this was the endorsement that everybody not named Trump was trying to get. So what does it mean?
5: I mean, it's huge, you know, first to have the endorsement of the largest conservative freedom loving grassroots organization in the country with Americans for Prosperity and then go get the endorsement of the live free or die governor. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, it's rock solid. And, you know, we're focused on, okay, how do we make it a live free or die country? How do we put the people back in charge? And Chris is such a great partner. We've had a great time. We've won so many rooms. And, you know, we're just getting started.
4: How are you going to help her win New Hampshire? Because, I mean, obviously, right now, Trump still has a huge lead. He's well, had a lead for a long yeah. time.
6: Well, look, no one, in, no one in New Hampshire is going to vote for Nikki Haley just because the governor says so, right? You earn it. Uh, I think we've been pretty successful in knowing how to earn it, how to engage with constituencies, what's important, to, the, not just what the voters want to hear, but how they want to ask the questions. And most importantly, how are they going to earn the trust with, with folks? We can all agree on a lot of policies. We want to know that as individuals, we come first. And that's exactly what Nikki's bringing to the table. What are the...
4: Are the stakes here? How important is this primary, not just New Hampshire, the Republican primary?
5: I think this election is important for Republicans and Democrats. I mean, you see Democrats are just as worried. You've got 75% of America that say they don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. And so there's a lot at stake for our country. And I think for Republicans, they're looking at the fact that, look, we've got to get this back on track. And they like the idea of a new generational leader. You know, I agree with a lot of Trump's policies. I think he was the right president at the right time. But looking at the situation now, our country's in disarray. The world is on fire and chaos follows him. And we can't have a country in chaos for four more years or so we won't survive it.
4: I hear you say that a lot, chaos follows him. But is it chaos follows him or does he create the chaos? When I mean, that sounds so passive, he chaos follows him.
5: I mean, I rightly or wrongly, you call it whatever you want to call it. But when you feel it, it's chaos. When I tell these rooms that, they all nod their head. They get it. It's the chaos. And Americans are tired. They want government to work for them again. And they want to win. And you look at these general election polls, and Biden and Trump are head to head. It's going to be another nail biter. I defeat Biden by 17 points. That's a total mandate.
0: You know, that's tough to, <clears throat> that's tough to argue with. Except I still, boy, I he you you just he is just still so great with hell, the crowd. That rally over the blood blood weekend was incredible. Way.
2: You know the one thing about climate change, so we fight like hell, and they put up all these windmills all over the place. That uh, if you add the cost of rebuilding, and they're all rebuilt, you know, in China, they're all built in China and Germany. And they said, let's assume you're a big believer in this. They send big fumes in. So you add it all up, and it's terrible. You can't get rid of the blades. They only last 10 years. Uh, the energy is the most expensive energy you can do. They kill all our birds. If you want to see a bird cemetery, go under a windmill sometime. You'll see birds like you never saw. It's a very. If you love birds, you'll start to weep. But it's it's just the craziest thing. They ruin our plains and fields. They're killing our whales. You know the whales are coming in. I think we had one whale come in in fifty years. This year we had like twelve. It's a it's a terrible thing they're doing to our country. And they're do.
0: You know he is. Um, I think he's really on his game. I think that President Trump, by doing these rallies like he did, I just think that he has been. I think he's been peaking. I think he's actually um, really getting into his rhythm. And some of the when he talks about the border, I think a, I see a lot of people nodding their head.
2: mental institutions, and when they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world, they're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. They're pouring into our country. Nobody's even looking at them. They just come in. Uh, The crime is going to be tremendous. The terrorism is going to be... Terrorism is going to be... And then we built a tremendous piece of the wall, and then we...
0: You know, I, um, I just think he is... And let's see how, we still have some time to go, but I think he's actually really picking up momentum. He is starting to peak at the right time. Notice a lot of the focus on the rallies, it's what's going on now. So whoever has his ear, he's really talking about what's happening right now. It's less about 2020. It's You don't hear really anything about COVID, thank God. It's all about that I've noticed the problems that people are facing right now. Now, I believe that's the path to victory for President Trump. If he stays on message on problems that are that are facing people in 2024, he's just he's too strong. The support is too strong. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro show. aj drywall plaster home improvement call them today for a free quote you can also find them on facebook 401-323-9252 323-9252 aj drywall plasters home improvement frame to finish basements what a difference it'll make in your basement acoustic ceilings look how beautiful your ceiling could be new homes additions also commercial rehabs painting remodeling contact them today it's a family run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook it's A.J. drywall, plaster, and home improvements for your home or business. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Ken Block, friend of mine, friend of the program. He was on CNN, and here's part of the segment. A software engineer hired by President Trump to investigate claims of voter fraud. Every instance he investigated was false. After 20 recounts, 14 audits, they found more votes for Biden. So no, this is him, uh, Ken Block, with really Aaron Burnett it. on uh, CNN. I'm speaking
7: to you, and I know you took, you took your, your, your time to figure out if, if it was the right thing to do for you to speak out, but you were hired by Team Trump to investigate voter fraud, and you were focused, I know, on the six key swing states, one of which, of course, we were just talking about, Arizona. So what was the bottom line from everything you looked at, Ken? Did you find the widespread fraud they wanted you to find?
8: Well, thank you for having me on and good evening. And no, uh, in my job looking for voter fraud for the campaign, we didn't find any, we didn't find enough fraud to have impacted the result of any election uh, in any of the swing states that we took a look at. But much more importantly, the campaign asked me to look at claims of fraud that other people were making uh, and these claims were coming in fast and furious in the 30 days after the election uh my team looked at approximately 15 or so uh, claims every one of which we were able to prove was uh false
7: every one of which i mean and as you say you
0: again it was the type that they were looking for that um i think and ken block by the way who i respect and certainly very knowledgeable and i wish they would let him straighten out a lot of the problems that we have um with rhode island voting and rhode island voter registration and the amount of mail ballots i i think he he is so knowledgeable that i think there should be um that he should be, his talents should be used more. So I want to play the full segment because he was on for a couple minutes, again, on, um, he's got a book out on this, but Ken Block, who, again, we've we've had on the program uh, many times, and I want um,
7: really uh, to play, I'm going to just replay the first part, but I want to play some of the segment on you this hired by team trump to investigate voter fraud and you were focused i know on the six key swing states one of which of course we were just talking about arizona so what was the bottom line from everything you looked at ken did you find the widespread fraud they wanted you to find
8: well thank you for having me on and good evening and no uh in my job looking for voter fraud for the campaign we didn't find We didn't find enough fraud to have impacted the result of any election uh, in any of the swing states that we took a look at, but much more importantly, the campaign asked me to look at claims of fraud that other people were making, uh, and these claims were coming in fast and furious in the 30 days after the election. Uh, My team looked at approximately 15 or so uh, claims, every one of which we were able to prove was uh, false
7: every one of which, I mean, and as you say, you were inundated, I guess at one point, maybe a theory a day. I mean, just like coming in from everyone in Trump's orbit. Can you talk at all about which claims stand out to you? Or, you know, when you look back on it now, you know, when they, when they throw the ball into your court, which one of them uh, really stands out to you now?
8: Well, I mean, they were all quite different, honestly, and they all stood out for for different reasons. Uh, At the end of the day, if I was going to classify the different fraud claims, some of them were, I believe, honest efforts by people who didn't understand what they were looking at. They misinterpreted data, came up with a wild finding that was bizarre and and couldn't possibly be right, and that was easy to sort of swat away. Others were... uh, literally college professors bringing forward complicated mathematical theories that claimed to prove that in one state or another state there was massive amounts of fraud, Uh, and those took a lot more work, not only because I had to hack my way through a pretty dense mathematical theorem, but at the end of it I had to discuss with groups of lawyers and campaign consultants and other people who had no idea what I was going to be talking about to describe In layman's terms, why uh, this claim that on its face must have been accurate because where it came from was in fact false.
7: Right. And I mean, and and I know that has to have been a hard part. And you were, of course, subpoenaed, Ken, by the special counsel Jack Smith in the DOJ investigation, also by District Attorney Fannie Willis in the Georgia investigation. Uh, You know, and and one of these is how you and I originally spoke last spring uh, when when we had a, a conversation. So, what did investigators want to know from you?
8: So uh, in both of those legal matters, I'm what's called a fact witness. Uh, I was subpoenaed for all of my communications in any form uh, with the Trump campaign in both of those legal matters. Uh, That's been so far the extent of my involvement with uh, both of those investigations and now uh, legal actions. We'll see what develops from this point forward But so far, I've not had to appear in
7: front of a grand jury personally. It's just all the materials that I created that have. And so Trump, even today, three years later, he is still continuing to put these theories out there and to tell people they are true and people still believe them to be true. Millions and millions and millions of people. Here he is just in recent days.
2: (sighs) Again, this is I got Ken. 75 million votes. I got ten Block. And that's guys. their count, okay, which is a phony count. Anytime you have mail-in ballots, you have corrupt elections. They cheat like hell. It's the only thing they do good is they cheat in elections.
7: You know, you said to us, Ken, something that I, I it seemed to me quite profound. You said, never have you believed that finding so little in the way of fraud would mean so much. How do you feel when you continue to hear Trump put things out there to a believing public in many of these cases uh that 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 you know are not true that you yourself investigated
8: yeah so what's happening now is we're seeing individuals and organizations uh creating a lot of noise about voter fraud trying to bring forward a new proof that voter fraud has occurred and all of these efforts, while they claim to be bringing forward proof, aren 't providing proof of fraud. Fraud is something that is detectable, something that 's quantifiable, and ultimately something that you can verify. Uh, just the other day, there was a poll that purported to provide proof that twenty percent of all the mail ballots that were cast had some form of fraud attached to them on the uh, based on the foundation of a telephone poll conducted by a robot, not even by a human being. Uh, and these aren't, these aren't elements of proof, but yet tens of millions of people receive this information. They desperately want to believe that President Trump improperly lost the election, and they're ready to believe it, and they're ready to take action, if asked, to help correct what they believe is a wrong. And one of the main reasons that I'm out here with this book talking about my experiences and looking is to provide the direct evidence. I was paid to look for this fraud. I was paid to vet the fraud in preparation for these cases to go to trial. And this was for a group of attorneys within the campaign who were serious about their jobs and they did their due diligence. That's what I was performing for them. I was providing due diligence. Yeah. I found nothing, reported that. They took that information, accepted it, reported it up the line to Mark Meadows, who was the chief of staff at the time. Mark Meadows then communicated the findings that there were no fraud to the Oval Office. So it has to be told. This story needs to be told. People need to understand what really happened in terms of fraud and to try to understand what actual fraud is as opposed to hearsay evidence, which is most of what people are being told is evidence of fraud.
7: Well, Ken, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I do want everyone to know that your new book uh, coming out is called Disproven. It is available for pre-sale right now. It will be, of course, released early next year.
0: And next. Ken Block on CNN. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show do you need a good plumber i found the best plumber jmb plumbing call them today all your plumbing needs 401-743-9153 jmb plumbing they've been providing plumbing services for years skilled professionals stand behind their work guarantee you will be happy Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing 401-743-9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. JMB Plumbing, and look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. Well, folks, again, I want to thank everyone who has uh, reached out. We continue down our path of recovery. It's um, Tuesday, December 19th. Certainly continue to feel better. Let's get to some of the news of the day. You know, Bobby Kennedy, RFK Jr., he um, he is running for president. I'll tell you, he is impressive. And I want to play, he gave what they're saying is maybe one of the greatest defenses of Israel and um, in, in goes after this reporter. And you don't hear anyone talking about this. I want to play, this is uh, RFK Jr. talking about Israel and Gaza.
9: Is a criminal enterprise. Sure. Yes. the Palestinian, and you, are, you talk about solutions for the Palestinian people. The yeah. Palestinian people are arguably the most pampered people by international aid organizations in the are history of the
10: world. Are you kidding me? No, Even before this war, 78% of people in Gaza well, I mean, said they had, you know, not enough food to eat. Right.
9: And why is that? Why are you blaming Well, it
10: In part, it's Hamas. And in part, it's the fact that Israel imposed a blockade and talked about putting them on a diet. If, you're, if your neighbor.
9: First of all, Israel has no obligation. Israel built 3,000 hot houses and gave them for greenhouses. That would have made Gaza completely food self-sufficient, gave it to them as a gift, offered to rebuild the port of Gaza, to make it the Singapore of the West. Hamas said, no, we don't want Jew money, we don't want Jew ideas. And what do they do? The international aid agencies have given Hamas, have given Gaza... More than 10 times per capita what we gave to rebuild all of Europe after the Marshall Plan. They've gotten $8,300 per capita. Every person in Gaza. We rebuilt Europe with $621 per capita in Europe, and we rebuilt it. Mm -hmm. What did they do with that money? Instead of using it to make this, you know, Gaza is this beautiful country. White sand beach is. It should be a paradise Hamas said, we don't want that. They take virtually all of that money and they steal it. So the top five guys, the top five leaders of Hamas are billionaires. Ismail Hainéa has $5 billion, according to Forbes. But Bobby, again- Wait, I'm let no me just finish. No, because you made Hamas. us, we know you are making a statement that is just wrong. It's not Israel's fault. Gaza is poverty stricken. Gaza is, 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 should be one of the, the wealthiest states on the on the Mediterranean. They have no
10: control over their own territory. Of they, course, Israel if you go to war, if you go everything to a, that comes in and goes out. If but, you go to war, no, what Crystal. What Crystal, you, Crystal you, why are you blaming? On.
9: Why do you insist on blaming Israel? Why than blaming no, Hamas?
10: I do blame Hamas, but well, you know Hamas. what else, Our tax dollars do not go to Hamas. They go to the net new house yeah, and, and, and it's all the bombs, 22,000, which are bombs dropped the population what? right now. You know what
9: most of our tax dollars have gone for? The Iron Dome, which is a way of not, of not invading our country and Israel for 16 years. Have expended this huge amount of money to try not to go into Gaza while well, Gaza sent 2,000 rockets a year, suicide bombers. And of course, Israel's going Israel come in and quote unquote
10: mowed the lawn.
9: They've gone in five times. And every time they've signed a peace agreement with Hamas, and every time they violated that peace agreement.
10: Let, let me, let me. Well, just, Israel also has been killing Palestinians in one hold on.
9: Listen, I want to move forward. If Mexico attacked us and we built a fence, would you blame us for caging in Mexico? Well, you're, you know, well, I don't know what what it is, but everything in your mind is telling you to blame Israel Bobby. instead of blaming
0: Hamad. You know, he is 100% on the money. And let's talk about that. You don't hear any of this brought out in the media. You don't hear any of the students challenged on this. Uh, it's It's just one running narrative. That is why I think it's a joke. These people that claim that they're just pro-Palestinian. This is all anti-Israel. At its core, that's what, th- that's what this is. They're anti-Israel. They're not pro-anything. They are anti-Jew. They are anti-Israel, anti-Semitic. And he's 100%. Think of the vision he laid out of what Gaza could be, but then what it is. And why is that? Because of their hatred for the Jews. Because of how they use their resources. And it is so refreshing. Now, again, his voice is a little tough to listen to. That's RFK Jr., but, you know, his candidacy for president, I don't know, but don't ever, he is very, very knowledgeable on that topic. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's Christmas time at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Christmas season is underway. Fraser fir trees, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10-inch to even 60 inches in sizes. How, think how great that would look outside your business. They have Christmas swag, mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping Cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts. Gift certificates are available at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. Florists, quality, poinsettias. They also have custom-made sleds from a local artist. Firewood is available. Pick up a delivery. They're open every single day now, right through Christmas Eve. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center this christmas season stop it and see them you're listening to the john dipietro show well here come the new voters let's go to senator lindsey graham he was on cnn dana bash and talking about senators like senator reed and white house that voted against a measure Regarding border security. So Lindsey Graham is putting it out there. Hey, I have a solution. Let's start sending some of these buses instead of sending them all to New York. Let's start sending some of these buses to Rhode Island. Let's pick it up. This is Senator Lindsey Graham. Listen, Dana Bash even mentions Rhode Island in the very beginning of this.
7: Governor, you said this week that Texas Governor Greg Abbott should send migrants to states like Rhode Island and Oregon and Connecticut where Democratic senators oppose this new Mm -hmm. stricter asylum provision that you want. Have you heard back from Governor Abbott?
3: No, I'm going to go visit. So here's the problem. you got 11 Democratic senators signing a letter resisting changing the laws that attract so many illegal immigrants. Six six million people were encountered in 2023. Texas has been overrun. The Democratic position is remain in Texas. What I'm telling Governor Abbott, why don't you send thousands of these illegal immigrants to the states uh, where these senators wrote the letters, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Oregon, and let them understand what it's like to live with a broken border. The towns in Texas along the border are virtually being destroyed. Six million people have come into our country. Leave.
0: You know, the thing about that, again, that is Senator Lindsey Graham. He goes on to talk about the damage that's being done at the border. Um, but the the fact is I, I applaud... The fact that he is finally, someone is saying, uh, folks, this would be a disaster. Let's, let's just be really clear about this. If you think the McKee administration and the state is set up to ha- start having 500 to 1,000 illegals show up here, there, there, there's absolutely, there's no way they are prepared to handle this. Governor McKee, he couldn't handle 500. He couldn't handle 500. He couldn't handle 15 people. That are homeless that were sleeping out of tents at the rhode island state house so no the state is not set up but you know this is something that is it's an issue it's not talked about no one pushes back on it um i'll share the leonard campaign gary leonard i i was begging them to make this an issue the fact that the state is a sanctuary state i don't believe that if it was discussed people are not on board with this. But with the McKee administration, what they get away with is the fact that there's there's certainly no one um holding elective office that makes a big deal about it. But there's no one no one talks about it. But it's a major problem. And I believe that Governor McKee would be thrown at how many people would start saying that it, it is a problem. So I want to play um a little bit more of his answer. This is very significant though. And it would be without question a game changer if this type of thing happened. Again, this is Lindsey Graham on CNN.
3: Visit. So here's the problem. you got 11 Democratic senators signing a letter resisting changing the laws that attract so many illegal immigrants. Six, me- six million people were encountered in 2023. Texas has been overrun. The Democratic position is remain in Texas. What I'm telling Governor Abbott, why don't you send thousands of these illegal immigrants to the state's uh, where these Senators wrote the letters, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Oregon, and let them understand what it's like to live with a broken border. The towns in Texas along the border are virtually being destroyed. Six million people have come into our country illegally in FY23 with no end in sight.
7: And what do you say to uh, those who say that these are human beings and they're not pa- pawns?
0: They're not following the law i expect dina bash to come out with that but they're not following the law so I folks here's the the found... bottom line is right now mckee matos they they would be shocked i'll tell you what mckee matos they would even be divided governor mckee would have to say well you know we're gonna take care of these people and the average taxpayer once you get out of the 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 triangle, of providence patucket central falls people will be out of their minds how much is this costing why are we spending the money where are they going to live who's going to pay for it look in the mirror who's going to pay for it look at what's been going on in new york the reason why i want this to happen is because the mckee matos administration they're able to hide on the issue they don't have to address the issue no one in the media asked them about it i want to repeat what i'd said earlier i i was pleading with the Leonard campaign to make this an issue in the C D one election and and they just wouldn't do it. I think a lot of people would be thrown at the gut reaction to people if busloads of illegals start showing up here in in Rhode Island. And I know some people will throw up their arms and say, what's the big it is a big deal. Um have there been for years illegals going to New York? Yes, but in the past year 130,000 they have to cut budgets it is turn the city upside down they're not equipped to handle it the state would absolutely not be able to handle it why i want it to happen is it would put the issue front and center and the mckee people and those at the state house it's the democrat party they would not be able to hide from this they wouldn't be able to pretend that everything's fine they give them licenses no one says anything they governor mckee you know the every day continues to run a sanctuary state providence is a sanctuary city so is Pawtucket, central falls and no one objects but this would put the center the issue front and center and the mckee people people at the state house would say wow people are really upset about this Now, don't get me wrong you would have the progressive saying this is great and some people on the east side and so forth saying oh we're going to take them in and blah 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 and the media would do their best to say oh this is all about families it's all about children it's not when you look it's it's most of the time it's all young guys that are coming in i want it to happen i'm glad lindsey graham is finally saying that and by the way the same thing would go with massachusetts connecticut let them get a taste of it and then senator reed and white house let them be indeed inundated with phone calls of people that are upset that this is happening. Folks, you're listening to the John DiCaprio show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Shapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today free consultation. 401 insu 401-900-4678 Shapa Insurance. SIA, Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island of Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting, they're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401 900. INSU or 401-900-4678 look for them on Facebook again located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston Shapa Insurance Agency your neighbor, your partner, your friend one stop insurance solutions you're listening to the John DePetro Show I just want to thank everyone who's been so kind and gracious and reaching out during this time, going through a period of recovery now. Again, the uh, cancer surgery was last week. By all accounts, we believe it was successful. Um, now, in recovery mode, but just very, very gracious uh, how wonderful everyone has been, kind, and thinking of me and reaching out. And as things go along, I'm going to talk more about uh, the power of prayer and how I believe it comes into play. I think a lot of times um, people view it one way when I, I really, it's incredible how powerful it is, how it can work, and I think I can give at least my insight to how I think it comes into play when people talk about that they want to offer someone or that they're keeping people in their prayers you're listening to the John DePietro show folks you're listening to the John DePietro show well the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection they're trying to do this massive regulatory effort and joining us right now to discuss it folks you hear me mention them it is Tim Johnson from Propane Plus Plus. Tim um I want to just start off with if people don't take action that the mass department of uh, they they're about to enact this without include with without including propane and really overstepping their bounds
6: yeah that that's a true statement i would think um a lot of us don't believe that the dep has the authority to even make this regulation and the problem with being a regulation is, is that it's not a it's not a law. It's, it's a regulation. So lawmakers make laws and regulators make regulations. Well, lawmakers are voted in by the constituents. Dep is appointed people. So you don't have a lot of uh, you can call your congressmen and your representatives, but they don't have. A lot of say over that you know I, I believe the governor may have a little bit but they're kind of their own entity so that creates a lot of problems and it's a uh, it's kind of a beta test for new england because if it works a lot of other states are going to follow because this is a pretty big money grab for the states to um you know take take your money basically and give it to other people to electrify their homes which isn't exactly fair
0: wow um, can you touch – where, where did this come from, Tim, and how, how has it even reached this this stage?
6: Well, um, I'm not exactly sure of the dates. Um, I'm more privy to exactly what's going on now. But what had happened was during the Baker administration, actually, they set some standards that the state of Massachusetts would have to meet by – I'm not exactly sure of the date. But we want to be carbon neutral, I guess uh, – I think it's 2050 is the deadline. So in order to do that, their mindset is they need to electrify every home in the state of Massachusetts. And in order to do that, they need to get some money. So what they're going to do is the natural gas, propane companies, and oil companies will basically assess a fee to their current customer base so that the state can take that money and invest it and give it to other people to basically put heat, electric heat pumps in their homes, which they say will be much cleaner than gas and oil. Um, and there's an all-out assault on all of this stuff, and there's a lot of renewables coming out. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just it really should be an all-of-the-above approach, but they want to electrify everything, and they're forgetting that the electricity is made from natural gas and oil and coal. And hydropower isn't all that clean either. Um they keep touting how clean that is, but I've been reading a book called The Arctic Blue Deserts by Stephen I think it's Kasperzak and he's an environmentalist who says that these um reservoirs are actually causing the Arctic to warm. Wow. And it was quite interesting, and this is a very liberal guy, and he's been shut down by the government because the Canadians and the Russians have mega reservoirs up there and when they release the water it's about it's making the um northern oceans about 10 degrees warmer wow. because they absorb the heat in the summertime and then they release it actually in the wintertime so what's happening is that uh less food nutrients are getting to the fish out in george's bank and um that's why we have the fish depletion that they're talking about it's not overfishing; it's that there's not enough food for them to eat anymore because of these dams, so everything has an effect on everything. It's just that what's the flavor of the week,
0: folks? We're speaking to Tim Johnson again. Propane Plus, Massachusetts Department Environmental Protection. They're the ones that are trying to implement this new clean heat standard policy. Tim, you mentioned uh, Governor Healy. We we we're uh, where does she stand on all of this?
6: Well, actually, a friend of mine, Sue Cerner, and myself actually. Uh, had dinner with her one night, and she understands that, um, you know, you're not going to get rid of gas and oil and um, propane overnight, and we need to go to a cleaner economy, uh, energy uh, economy, I guess. And we're trying to explain to her that, you know, uh, well, she's open – to uh compromise but it you know she has doesn't have a ton of sway over dep and she does and i explained to her that we're all on the same page i mean we, we don't um are the same team we're not trying to um you know we don't want dirty water we don't want dirty air and right now the air is way cleaner than it's ever been in our history in, in this part of the state for sure and you go outside i mean the air is clean it's not like there's i think wood stoves are probably the biggest polluter out there right and um you don't see that much anymore and um really eight percent of the commonwealth of massachusetts um actually use propane so we are not this huge conglomerate thing you know we're kind of more in the suburbs and where natural gas is not yet we're way cleaner than natural gas. You know, we get lumped into the same category, but we're not. We're we're actually 73% made up of hydrogen, and we have zero methane, and we're a byproduct on top of that. So we're a renewable from day one, but they don't want to consider it. I mean, we're just, a, you know, like the gas and a butane lighter, and they just burn it off while well, they decided they could use it for heating your home, and it seems to work quite really well. And so we're going to get penalized, um, probably even the oil guys. It's, it's about a, a dollar a gallon surcharge, the rest of the at this point, and it could go more. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like they're making us buy the rope and hang ourselves is really what it is. And, um, you know, 60 percent of all electricity, there's a loss of it from the where it's produced to your home you lose 60 percent of it wow so that's not factored into it because if you ever hear those lines crackling in the summertime you know in the power lines well that's because the power isn't all in the wall you're losing energy as as it goes down the lines and they don't they're not really being fair about it and it's actually um not a good program the intentions are good the people all have good intentions but to think that you know penalizing propane and biofuels and that type of thing is not uh it's definitely not the answer um it really isn't because basically they're gonna make us buy credits for all the gas that comes in and then we'll be able to get credits if we convert your house to electricity and um it's a really complicated process and these people called aggregators are the people who are going to actually make the money because it's so complicated? You have to hire someone to figure out, you know, what credits you got and how to buy them and sell them. And it's just a whole other thing you really shouldn't even have to do.
0: Tim Johnson, if people are listening right now, especially it's obviously Massachusetts residents, when they contact their rep uh, and folks, you need to contact your rep. Should they basically just say, a decision of this magnitude should not be decided by mass DEP.
6: Yeah. You know what, John, it actually should be decided in the legislation legislators. Okay. It really should. And that's probably our biggest bone of contention is that, you know, we don't have a say in it because they're just appointed people. Sure. And, and our politicians, you know, you, you tell them and they say, well, there's not much we can do about it. You know, we don't run DEP. Right. But we're still outreaching to them and, you know trying to get them to understand that the constituents are the ones who are going to be paying the bill for this deal.
0: Yep. So that's really where it stands right now. It is something seemingly should be picked up by the legislature. So folks if you're listening you want to contact your Massachusetts state rep and tell them when it comes to the new clean heat standard it should in fact be decided by the legislature. Tim, is there a, a website or any way that people could learn more about this?
6: Um, yeah, you could actually even go to our website, propaneplus.com. We have a banner. You can click right on it. And if you go to that, um if you put in your zip code, it'll actually take you right to your legislator of okay. your area.
0: Great. Folks, again, go. It's propaneplus.com. I'll talk more about it. He is Tim Johnson of propane plus folks again you want to contact your state rep and tell them you don't want this decided by the mass dep tim great job as always we're going to continue to stay on the story and we'll talk to you again
6: all right appreciate it john
0: you're listening to the john DePietro show folks i always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video It has links to on-the-scene live stream. Remember, there's no uh, vowel I. It's d-e-p-e-t-r-o dot com, dpetro dot com. .com. You can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me. dpetro dot com. Log on, and then links to Facebook and YouTube, everything we have. It's all waiting for you right there at the website. It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, they understand quality, integrity. It's My Health, it's all about your health, local products, I say ye honey maple syrup beef fresh gum you know they carry over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas hemp and cbd products and much more natural skincare products stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 mended road in cumberland it's all about health for you for your family there's vitamins for children all different types of teas all different types of spices boy what a difference it'll make shop local stop it and see the queen of health it's Marie and it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland diagonally across from Davenport restaurant right in that historic white church it's all about health it's all about your health At it's my health Remember to follow The John DiPietro Show on YouTube. It's John DiPietro Show on YouTube. Subscribe, which means you get notified whenever we post new videos. You find original content. Video you can't find anywhere else. Subscribe today. It's free. It's the YouTube channel of The John DiPietro Show.